It's good to have you viewing with us. Some of you are home uh, fighting sickness, and some of you are on the road traveling, and, and you might catch this message later in the week. But today is a day of celebration and the fact that Jesus loves you and cares for you. And I'm going to pray over the word and pray over you. Father God, we thank you for the word of God. And Lord Jesus, help us to hear the Holy Spirit speaking the word of God to us today. And Lord, I pray for strength and encouragement, healing for the body of Christ around the world. But especially, Lord, those today of our congregation that are homesick, needing a healing touch from God. And Lord, we ask that you would just pour out your Holy Spirit upon them, give them peace, give them strength, and bless them in every way for your glory. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our service today. The way makes waves. The way. What is the way? What do you mean the way? The way was what the Christians were called. People were going the way of Jesus. In the New Testament, they was walking away from the Jewish faith, the, the uh, laws, and coming into the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they called them the way of Jesus. And, they, and for short, they just call it the way. Those people are of the way. Well, the people of the way are making waves in society, and I am thrilled to tell you that God is still helping the body of Christ to be respectful to society's rules, but also to make declarations and letting the courts hear the voice of God. And we're so grateful for people who go through the persecution and stay true to the Word of God. It's tucking the Word of God into our heart that we might not sin against God. And that is such a vital thing. And so today as we look in Acts chapter 19 and verse 23, we, we see that there is uh, something very special about to take place. About that time there arose a great disturbance among the way, a silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen. He called them together along with the workmen in related trades and said, Men, you know we receive a good income. Notice the words income. We receive, another, we receive a good income from this business, making idols. Okay? And you see and you hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and particularly in the whole province of Asia. So the gospel is making waves in a very dark culture, a culture that is worshiping idols and people are coming out of idol worship in a few verses before this, as last week's message, it talked about the fact that people who, who uh, is involved in witchcraft and sorcery, they was bringing their scrolls out and they had a big bonfire and they burnt those things that pertained to the dark side of life because they had come into the light side of life and that is in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so the gospel message is still going out and Paul is having a great influence and those who are involved in idol worship are, are getting upset because their income is being reduced because people are coming to a relationship with God. 
He says that man-made gods, Paul was saying that he says that man-made gods, small g, are no gods, small g, at all. So there's a wave in a dark world. There is danger, not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. And the goddess, goddess herself, the goddess herself, Artemis, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world will be, be robbed of her divine majesty. So he's setting a case for something that is very ugly. He makes a declaration. Demetrius makes a declaration, a silversmith. He was crafted in smelting silver, melting it down and making it into forms that was uh, demonic in the sense that they're pagan. They're gods that have... They, they said that, that uh, this god uh, fell out of the sky from heaven, and some Bible scholars believe it possibly was a meteor that fell, and, you know, the trash of the world is unbelievable. Trying to explain darkness is ridiculous. And everyone said, Amen. you can't explain darkness, you just got to know it's there, you got to preach the light, you got to go for the light, you got to determine to seek the plans, plans and purposes of God and know that God has a plan and a purpose. A silversmith named Demetrius who made silver shrines. This is a large, large area where people have gathered. Thousands of people have gathered in this Colosseum to hear this declaration that we have craftsmen, and it's just not me, but all of our craftsmen we have bound together. We are fighting this thing called the way because they uh, are making waves uh, in our life, in our world, and they're diminishing the ability for us to make a living. But worse than that, they're diminishing our goddess. They're diminishing this goddess of fertility. And we all know that the greater the population grows, the bigger we come into authority. So let's, let's make sure that this Artemis thing is, is continually lifted up. And, and we've got to just keep believing a lie. And the more that we talk about the untruth, the more people will believe it because it's got to be true because it's been said 16 times in one day. The rationale of, of truth versus lies and fiction is unbelievable. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of Ephesians. Some of the whole city was in a roaring, roaring outrage. There was an unbelievable roaring of outrage. There was a riot going on. We it, want revenge. <laughs> okay, stand up, guys. Let's hear it. All of you. Come on, we're rioting. I've got to hear you louder. Come on. We want revenge. Scream now. Okay, one more time. Ready? We want revenge. We want revenge. The riot is going on. These are our rioters. Now, I'm proud of you that some of you had no idea what was going on. And, and they were catching on as I was kind of prodding them. But I'm proud that a bunch of you did jump in with them. Because that's what was going on here. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting. 
the god Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in uproar. The people seized Gatius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and rushed as one man into the theater. They drug them in. They pushed them in. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples were on the fringes. Those who loved Jesus would not let him go into that crowd. Even some of the officials of the providence, friends of Paul's, sent him a message begging him not to venture in to the theater. We're talking thousands of people screaming revenge. Thousands of people saying that this Artemis is this the greatest thing in the world and you can't put her down. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting. Some were shouting one thing. Some were shouting another thing. And most of the people did not even know why they were there. Sometimes people just follow the crowd. And it's really sad when people don't know the background of what's going on and what's being said, and they follow the crowd. As teenagers, we all said, as teenagers, we all said, well, everybody's doing it. Why can't I? And we have to put our name alongside of Jesus' name and say, Jesus, would you do this? Jesus, do you want me to do this? Jesus, is this okay for me to do? Everybody else is doing it, but Jesus, I'm yours. Is it okay for me to follow the crowd? And it comes to the world, probably not. And you have to let the Holy Spirit convict you and convince you of where you're at. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews pushed Alexander to the front. Because you see, they were against Judaism as well. And so the Jews were pushing this Alexander to the front to let him make a speech to the front. And some of the crowd shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people. But they realized he was a Jew. And they rioted and they shouted. They rioted and they shouted. They rioted and they shouted. But when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours. Get ready, folks. These guys have gone to football practice, volleyball practice, cheerleading practice, and it lasts two hours, and we come to church for 30 minutes, and what can they do? They can say, yeah, revenge, revenge, three times and then sit down. Come on. <laughs> but when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours. Now that's a crowd, folks. And what happens when a crowd does that? People get stomped. People die because they're out of control. They're totally out of control. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. A pagan god. People shouting at the top of the lungs for a pagan god. They cannot change anything. But in their minds, they've been brainwashed to believe a falsehood. Brainwashed to believe something is totally untrue. 
Thank God for a city clerk who had a solution. The city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Man of Ephesus, does not all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis? Our city, the city of Ephesus, we, we guard the temple. We guard this goddess. We, we are, everybody in the whole world knows that. And her image which fell from heaven. See the untruth? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to be quiet and not to do anything rash. The facts are there. These guys can't change the fact that we, we are protecting our goddess. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed the temple nor blasphemed our goddess. They didn't do any destruction to the temple. They didn't blaspheme the goddess. If then Demetrius and his low craftsmen have a grievance against anybody, the courts are open. And there are pro-counsel. There are people you can go to to press charges. They can press charges. If there is anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in legal assembly as it is we are in danger of becoming charged with rioting. Leave <clears throat> Yes, yes, good job, good job. And it is we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of today's events. The city clerk is in control of thousands of people in a riot. <laughs> Every time I say the word riot. Okay. Hey, they listened, they did well. Give them a hand. The city clerk realized that his life was at stake because the government had put him in control of that city and he had to calm the mess down. And if he didn't, he could have lost his life. In that case, would not be able to account for this commotion since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly and they went home quietly because he realized things were totally out of control. The beauty of this is that the gospel continues to be preached. The beauty is that Paul listened to those around him and didn't go into the Colosseum of thousands of people and try to calm them. You see, God has a way of putting people right where they need to be at the right time. Don't miss your timing. God has a way of putting people at the right place at the right time. Yes. Don't miss your timing. God has a way. 
that the place where you're at right now, there's a reason why you're there right now. And I want to encourage you, circumstances that look like obstacles are really opportunities when you let God work. Those things that are obstacles, those things that just are roadblocks, there's a wall, you can't see out, there's no way you can tunnel out, there's nothing going on, and you're just beside yourself. These are obstacles, but in reality, they're opportunities when God is at work in your life, when you let God's Word speak to your heart. Turn to the pages of the Word. Take encouragement from the Word of God, that all things work together for good, that those love God and call it to His purpose. Are all things good? No! Sometimes there's horrendous things. Sometimes there's cars totaled. Sometimes there's, there's houses burned down, and, and everything in your livelihood is gone in ashes. But you still have God. And with God, all things are possible. Read the story of Job. He lost it all, but God multiplied back to him. Little girl's really sick and tired of not being sick. It's two days into her sickness. A little note slid underneath the door of Mom's bedroom. Mom can't resist. She reaches down and picks up the paper and it reads, Dear Mom, please get well soon. Mother's just so thrilled that her daughter is so kind, wanting her to get well. The next line, Dear Mom, I'm starved to death. <laughs> next line, Dear Mom, I just put on my last clean clothes. Please get well. God is bigger than a mama. I said God is bigger than a mama. And no matter what sickness you're going through, He wants you to get well. He'll see you through the difficulties of life. He will see you through because He's God. And with Him, all things are possible. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You this day. Lord, that we can give you praise. We can give you glory. And God, I thank you for our youth today that helped us in this message, Lord, of, of giving us a, a noise of, of a crowd of people who were in very upset. But God, there's a way of calming things when people are calm and they work with authority. Lord Jesus, may we recognize that any time we denounce authority that is God-given, we have violated the plan and the purpose of God. And we need to repent. God, your word instructs us to pray for those in authority over us. And so God, we recognize that in prayer and in intercession, God, you will work out all things for your glory. And Lord, I thank you that Paul has another day to preach the gospel because he got good counsel. And Lord, I thank you that in this message today we realize that the Holy Spirit can put us at the right place at the right time and touch somebody else with the gospel of Jesus Christ, encourage their day, bring a smile upon their face, help them get through the daily grind of life. And Lord, I pray for those that are suffering today, God, that you would help them to get better and not bitter. And Lord, that's such an important statement. God, Help us to always get better from our trials and our tribulations and never get bitter at God or individuals. Must we recognize, God, that you are the source and supply of everything we ever need in life.
And God, we come to you with grateful hearts today saying thank you for the power of God and the grace of God that's being extended to each one of us for God's glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for being with us today. We're going to continue our altar service. God bless you. Looking forward to one of these days. You'll all be back in the house of God with us. Have a great day.